Let's do it. And now, shining the spotlight on the future of hockey. Hello, it's Thorne Byron of the Vancouver Giants. I'm Kirby Dock of the Saskatoon Blades. I'm Dylan Cousins of the Westbridge Hurricanes. Hey guys, this is Cam here. Spencer Knight. This is Matt Foldy. It's Alex Turcott from Team USA. Hi, it's Maurice Sider from the Adelman. This is Alexis Lafreniere of the Rimouski Oceanic. Major Junior. They were the best in the QMJHL. And now the Huskies are Memorial Cup champions. NCAA. Everybody in that Bulldog section's on their feet. The bench is ready to party as the UMD Bulldogs are back-to-back national champions. The World Juniors. Time winding down, and Finland has won the World Junior Championship in Vancouver in spectacular style. The NHL Draft. With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. And more. Unbelievable. Wow. Incredible. This is the Pipeline Show. All right. Happy weekend, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. That's me. I am Guy Flaming, and I would like to take a second and welcome you to this week's episode. We'll get to the question of the day this will be the fourth and final of the WHL uh, division you know, questions where we're asking you to predict the finish in the standings for each WHL division. So the last one to get to is the East Division. So tell me your predicted finish for the six teams in the WHL's East Division. In case you need a refresher, the uh, six teams that play in that division alphabetically are Brandon, Moose Jaw, Prince Albert, Regina, Saskatoon, and now Winnipeg, having relocated from uh, Kootenai, BC, now in the... East Division in the Manitoba capital. Those are the six teams. I want to know one through six, the way they're going to finish, and uh, which of them will make the playoffs. Will uh, we only see three from the East? Will we see four? Could we even see five from the East Division get in this year? You let me know on Twitter. At TPS underscore Gee is where you can find me on uh, the Twitter machine. If you're not following me already and you're a listener to the show, uh, I suggest you follow me on Twitter because it's basically the show. Let's get to some news and notes around the uh, well around the Canadian Hockey League for now. Uh, the big news in the Ontario Hockey League, how about Warren Reichel, now the head coach of the Barry Colts, uh, replacing Dale Howarchuk, who's uh, taking a leave of absence. We wish all the best for uh, Dale Howarchuk. But it'll be weird to see Warren Reichel back on a bench after uh, being the owner of the Windsor Spitfires for so long. A lot of success that he had with that franchise, uh, now back on the bench of the Barry Colts. Number of OHL players away at NHL camps. Uh, Some of the the teams have several players. Flint's got nine players at NHL camps. How about the Guelph Storm with 13? The Kitchener Rangers have nine. I think the London Knights might lead the CHL in that category. They have 14 players away right now. Niagara has eight. Oshawa has eight. The Ottawa 67s uh, with 11 players. Saginaw with 9. Uh, the Peets have 8 guys gone as well. So lots of players uh, well represented across uh, the OHL. In fact, I'm not sure if there's a team in the OHL who doesn't have a player away at camp. I don't see a nice convenient list on the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League's website about uh, players away at NHL camps. But there are 106 WHLers at uh, NHL camps, and I know there are three teams with nine players away. That's the most in the dub. Uh, Edmonton, Spokane, and uh, Prince Albert have nine players away. 
and a number have uh, seven uh, players who are off to NHL camps. So good showing across the Western Hockey League as well. Uh, just to update you on uh, the scoring race in the WHL, the scoring race. Are you really racing in the preseason? I'm not sure, but uh, Logan Stankoven uh, with 10 points in four games uh, has got Kamloops Blazers fans excited. In fact, the top three scorers in the uh, WHL's preseason right now, all from the Blazers, as Oren Santazo and Zane Franklin have uh, nine points each, four goals, five assists. And then you have uh, another rookie, Eric Alari, with the Moose Jaw Warriors, who's bumped his totals up to nine now uh, in five games for the Warriors. Other rookies making an impact. Michael Horan with Seattle has eight points. Connor Roulette, great name, has seven points in four games for the T-Birds. Another T-Bird, Brendan Williamson, has six points. So does Lucas Siona with Seattle. Matt Seminoff, again with the Kamloops Blazers, has six points. I get the sense there's been a lot of high-scoring games involving Kamloops and Seattle. Few moves around the WHL here recently as uh, Bailey Birkin has resurfaced. He's been listed and signed by the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors. So they had a vacancy for a goaltender. You heard Alan Miller on the show last week saying he's in the market for a goalie. Well, he got one, a veteran netminder, and didn't have to give up anything to do it. So a smart move by Alan Miller and the Warriors to uh, bring in Bailey Birkin. Carson Sass, who was traded from Red Deer to Tri-City in the offseason, He's now been moved from the Americans to the Kelowna Rockets uh, for a 10th round pick. Victoria sends Remy Aquilon to uh, Prince Albert for a 7th rounder. Jacob Haroff, now a member of the Victoria Royals. He goes from Red Deer to the Royals for uh, a pair of draft picks, a 2nd rounder in 20, a 6th rounder in 2021, and a uh, conditional 5th rounder the following year. Red Deer's been busy. They uh, moved Alex Morozov, also uh, out of the conference, he goes to Seattle for a fifth rounder. That's a nice pickup for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Morozov uh, could be uh, a good fit there. And the Medicine Hat Tigers, this one surprised me a little bit. They bring in Evan Fredette, the uh, goaltender who was in Portland last year. Didn't uh, I didn't expect Medicine Hat to be in the market for a uh, backup goaltender, but uh, they did grab one in Fredette. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show today. One other news item I wanted to pass on, well, a couple of things. The... U-Sport schedule gets going here later this month. I believe on the 27th is when the regular season starts for U-Sport hockey. I'm going to try to keep closer tabs on uh, that this year than uh, we have in the past. We've talked to a lot of players who are in U-Sport, but uh, mostly a lot of times we're reflecting on their their time in the WHL or in the CHL and uh, how they use their scholarship package and and whatnot. But as uh, we're seeing more and more players uh, getting pro contracts, having gone through Canadian University of Hockey, guys like Zach Sawchenko was a starting net miner for the Golden Bears. Luke Philp was uh, one of the top players in uh, in the country when it comes to Canadian University Hockey. He was signed as well. As that trend is growing, and the premise of the Pipeline show is to uh, put the spotlight on future NHL players, uh, and I think we need to start paying more attention to you sport hockey so well uh, we'll keep tabs on what's happening especially in canada west as uh you know i'm out in alberta so it's obviously a lot closer to home but there are former whlers that go across the country and will play out on the east coast some guys who end up in ontario so i'm going to make a conscious effort to uh, spend more time uh, looking at you sport hockey this year and south of the border we talk ncaa uh, all the time on a very regular basis, and uh, the, I guess the big news item right now is that it's been confirmed now both 
hockey programs in Alaska will play this year. So uh, both the Seawolves in Anchorage and the uh, Alaska Nanooks in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, they're good to go this year. Now, what happens after this year? Will they combine the two teams and make one program? Don't know. I mean, there's still the possibility they'll both get axed. Uh, we'll see. But for this year, all is a status quo when it comes to the Nanix and the Seawolves. Also, when it comes to the Frozen Four in the next, uh, well, after the next couple of years, from the 2023, 24, 25, and 26 years, those four, the bid process has started. Uh, and some of the cities that have been announced as uh, front runners, this came out a couple of weeks ago. College Hockey News had it, and I missed it. Uh, Tampa, they've hosted before, and uh, it was very well received. Uh, Las Vegas is uh, on the map as one of the front runners. How about St. Louis? It's been there in the past. Uh, I think it was back in uh, 2006, 2007, I believe, actually. What about going to New York at Madison Square Garden? That's listed here in the story so is milwaukee chicago seattle and i think that would make a lot of sense because uh, by then the nhl franchise will be up and running so you have the new nhl building and as much as there is already hockey interest there because of the uh, seattle thunderbirds and the Everett silvertips and the spokane chiefs and the tri-city americans having the nhl team there will even draw more attention to uh, hockey and uh, having a frozen four there could be Really worthwhile. Then there's Glendale, Arizona, Columbus, Dallas, Kansas City, Nashville, Washington, D.C. They're all mentioned uh, in the story as potential Frozen Four uh, host cities uh, in those four years from 2023 to 2026. I was looking at uh, Pro Stock Hockey earlier today. They have a bunch of new equipment in, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs stuff, uh, Winnipeg Jets, Philadelphia Flyers as well. So I was looking at some of the apparel that they have uh, being a Philadelphia Flyers fan. They got some really cool looking stuff. You should check that out as well. ProStockHockey.com is the uh, website to go to. It's your one-stop shop for all Pro Stock Hockey equipment. Get new sticks from a variety of NHL players and teams for a fraction of the retail cost. Plus, every stick comes with a 30-day warranty. And hey, you get free, free rolls of tape as well. ProStockHockey.com Let's get to what's coming down the pipe today as we uh, conclude our Team-by-team WHL previews for this coming season. We had five teams uh, to go. One of them bailed. Four teams you're going to hear from today. And all four uh, are represented by their general manager. Unfortunately, the uh, the, the 22nd team uh, canceled uh, the day before their uh, interview. Actually, about a day and a half before their confirmed uh, date and time. Uh, and pulled the guest. I asked for... Uh, a replacement guest, and was told he also wouldn't be available. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, that one team couldn't find uh, 20 minutes this week to uh, come on the show and uh, prepare their fans for the upcoming season. So disappointed in that, but it's the third year in a row for that particular franchise, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Anyway, four teams did find it uh, valuable to come on the show and, and uh, get some promotion for their fans. The four teams that you're going to hear from today, we'll start with Darren Ritchie, the new GM of the Brandon Wheat Kings. And from there, we'll go to the West Coast. Really fun conversation. First time I've had a chance to uh, chat with Barkley Parnetta, uh, and won't be the last. He's a great guest. Then how about the return of Willie Desjardins to the WHL? What an impact he could make in Medicine Hat. We chat with him about his return to the Tigers, and we end it 
wasn't planned this way when I started uh, booking all these guests, but it uh, just worked out this way. The defending champs, Curtis Hunt, general manager of the Prince Albert Raiders, he's going to close out the team-by-team previews. So all of that uh, coming up on the show today, of course, they're all in the dub segments, and those are brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. So much going on around the Western Hockey League right now. It's almost impossible to stay up to date on all of it. That's why it's so valuable. You, you go to dubnetwork.ca, you sign up for the daily dose the thing, they'll email it to you. So in your inbox every morning, you'll get a little summary of everything that's happened uh, since the previous day. I think it's fantastic. It just makes, uh, makes my job a lot easier, that's for sure. Dubnetwork.ca is the place to go for sure. Well, let's get to it. And uh, Darren Ritchie, the first time he's been on the Pipeline Show, we're talking Brandon Weekings when we come back. This is the Pipeline Show with Key Flaming. Broken up and then taken by Prop. Through into the zone. He's on a breakaway. Look out. Short-handed. Three short-handed goals and a hat trick for Brian Prop. Holy cow. Welcome to Flyers Hockey on this Sunday. Hi, this is Brian Prop, former Brandon Wheat King, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. The Store Next Door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with, and we reuse and recycle as much as possible. Our most popular item is probably our hockey furniture. We take broken hockey sticks and turn them into different products. We go through a lot of hockey sticks. A lot. A whole lot. Considering that it's only been a year and we're shipping internationally, I think that that's been a huge success. Most people's reactions are, wow, you do this here. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time. 